Hallelujah. Let's give God praise. Hallelujah. He's so worthy. He's so worthy. He's awesome. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. 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 I know it's not sound like a whole lot, but thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I owe you this praise, God. I owe you this worship, God. Lord, you deserve my praise. God, you deserve it all. And I say thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. He's so worthy. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm honored. I'm honored and uh, you may be seated. I'm honored and just overwhelmed with gratitude this morning. I thank God for being who he is in my life. I give honor to him for just all the blessings he pours and pours and pours. Even when your eyes are closed, he's still pouring blessings. Even when your hands are closed, he still pours out blessings. And I just thank God. I thank God and give honor to Bishop Brady and First Lady Angela Brady in their absence. Uh, I tremendously just am grateful for the New Bethel Church and our leadership. Um, just when Bishop was talking about giving, and so I was like, oh, thank you, Jesus. You know, God is just amazing. I don't want to take it for granted. Um, even since I moved here this year, I've just been reflecting a lot. And I just said, I thank God for the people of God. So everyone here today, I thank God for you. If you've extended kindness, if you showed a smile, if you were encouragement, I thank God for you. It, it means a lot when you're in transition and when you're adjusting, whether it's from one city to the next or just between life circumstances. It means a lot when you have somewhere to reach out to. I do give honor to my family, my parents watching over live stream. God bless you. Uh, God's blessings. Thank God for all my family and my sisters, you know, with the new hashtag, I must give thanks. You got to keep thinking like, okay, okay, today I got to give thanks. You know, if you forget something, it's like you missed an assignment or something. You're like, oh, no, let me make it up. But we just thank God for uh, the opportunity to give thanks and to bless his name. I know he's here. I just know he's here. Um. And he's intentional. Uh, I noticed we didn't have an exhortation, but God already had something prepared. Um, so when we had our pancakes and pajamas uh, breakfast with uh, the young ladies, the teenage girls at the end of October, uh, we did this exercise where um, we had the young ladies get in the circle and, you know, you were supposed to tell the person next to you something of encouragement. You were supposed to say uh, if somebody had told you something earlier, what would it be? You know, if you could, if, if you could go back in life and somebody could tell you something, what would it be? Uh, what would you tell somebody else? And somebody um, say, you know, I would tell somebody you're beautiful because I didn't hear that growing up. And somebody else, you know, I said what I said. I kind of forgot what I said. This is not good. <laughs> I didn't take time to remember what I said. Um, but it was good. It was some good things that were said. But something really stood out to me. And so at this time, I want to call Autumn Burns uh, up because she had something profound to say. Um, and it was not based upon her. Uh, it's not based upon her life experience. <laughs> she was just like, I just thought y'all said give some encouraging words. But what she said was just so on point. And it was um, 
actually to someone who was a visitor who wasn't a part of our ministry, but they had came to the sleepover. And um, I, don't, I, would just, I just want you to share what you had shared during that time. I said, um, you belong here, but I didn't mean church-wise, I meant life-wise. Amen, amen. She, the way when she said it, 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 stuck, it stood out to me because we were all like laughing like, oh, like, yeah, 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 you belong here. She said, no, but I meant life-wise. I want you to look at the person next to you and say, you belong here. You belong here in this life. You belong here in this moment. You belong here. You didn't just, you didn't just happenstance. You do belong here. You belong here in a relationship with the Lord. And because you belong here, I don't want us to underestimate our praise. Because sometimes we think, like, I shouldn't be at church today. I don't want to be at church today. Oh, I hope they hurry up. I'm glad service is going fast. But if they could just hurry it up a little bit, we'll be out of here really, you know, in quick, fast, in a hungry hurry. But your soul, your soul, it matters to God. We all get excited about black lives matters and this life matters. But your soul matters to God. And you belong here. If you can and will, I ask that you will grab your Bibles as we turn to Acts chapter 3, verses 1 through 10. And as you get that, I want you all to please stand for the word of God. Hallelujah. It may be a familiar passage to some. But we will take our time this morning as the Lord leads, but don't want to hold up too many, but we just want to let God have his way. Amen. Um, Acts chapter 3, verses 1 through 10. Now Peter and John went up together into the temple at the hour of prayer, being the ninth hour. And a certain man lame from his mother's womb was carried, was carried whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful, to ask alms of them that entered into the temple, who seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, asked an alms. And Peter, fastening his eyes upon him with John, said, Look on us. And he gave heed unto them, expecting to receive something, expecting to receive something of them. Then Peter said, silver and gold have I none, but such as I have give I thee. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand and lifted him up, and immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. And he leaping up stood. I don't want us to miss this part here. And he leaping up stood and walked and entered with them into the temple, walking and leaping and praising God. And all the people saw him walking and praising God. And they knew that it was he which sat for alms at the beautiful gate of the temple. And they were filled with wonder and amazement at that which had happened unto him. Let us 
please grab the hand of the neighbor that you're standing next to and let us go before the Lord in prayer. Father, thank you for this word. Thank you that you're intentional. You make no mistakes. God, before the foundation of the world, you knew our names. You knew our being. You knew everything about us, the fiber of who we are, God. And Father, speak to us right now in that place. Lord, to that person, God, who came here today, you know that soul, that one, that one, God. Oh, Lord Jesus, whoever you want to use, whoever you want to speak to today, I ask that ears and hearts would open. We rebuke distractions. Oh, God, we bind the force of hell and uh, darkness that would try to bring confusion, and we pray your presence, oh, Lord, would overtake and overwhelm us today. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. For a title this morning, I would like to preach, Just Remember, Jesus Did Not Forget. Just Remember, Jesus Did Not Forget. You may be seated. And if I was to hashtag a text for personal reasons and in line with our November theme, it would be, I just can't stop praising his name. I just can't stop praising his name. But... Just remember, Jesus did not forget. Today I stand as a voice of reminder that God is concerned about his children. None of us are here by happenstance, but the predestination of a sovereign God. You are not just welcomed, as we know, to this church, but in life you belong here and by the will and mind of God, you belong here to possess a relationship with God. Today, I stand to stir up our remembrance of God's goodness towards us so that we do not allow hopelessness, hopelessness resulting from forgetfulness to rob us of the manifestation of God's glory in our lives. Because we have to recognize that this praise and this glory is due to God. With this in mind, I want us to open up our mind to this thought that God is for us. God is for us. Repeat after me. God is for me. Ah, see, I got somebody. Hallelujah. God is for me. God is for me. If we look at Isaiah 49 and look at Isaiah 49, the 13th verse through the 16th verse, we learn that the creation is breaking forth into singing because the Lord has not forgotten about his children. He has not forgotten where we are in our lives. He has not forgotten that we are bound to time and that is November 10th, 2019 here. He has not forgotten that he's God and he controls time. But it is in this particular passage of scripture that God sends a word through the prophet Isaiah. And Isaiah records, he says, Sing, O heavens, and be joyful, O earth. Break forth into singing, O mountains, for the Lord have comforted his people and will have mercy upon his afflicted. He then goes on to say, but Zion said, the people said, this is what the people said, the Lord have 
forsaken me and he's forgotten me. The Lord's forgotten about me. He, he must have forgot my name. I saw him blessing Minister Gray. I saw him blessing Bishop. I saw him blessing this person and that, but the Lord forgot about me. And then in verse 15, I like what he says. He says, can a woman forget her sucking child? Can she forget her child? That she should not have compassion on the son of her womb. He said, yay, they may forget, but yet I will not forget thee. I just can't. I can't forget you. And then he tells us why he can't forget us. He says, behold, I have great, but your walls are continually before me. I can't forget you're the one I created. I need everybody to look at your hands. If you have, your, if you have hands, look at your hands. I believe I, I'm seeing everybody with hands this morning. This is no disrespect to those who may not have hands, but don't worry. God didn't forget about you either. Um, if you look at your hands, everybody look at their hands. In our hands, there are prints. There are designs. There are uniqueness. We call these handprints. And then if we look at our fingers, you'll see little whirls and little loops and little swirls. Everybody has a unique identifier. And those unique handprints and those unique identifiers uh, uh, tells us that we're unique to God. And just as we can look at our hands and see our uniqueness, uh, God looks at his hands and he says, I can't forget about that one, can't forget about that one. Uh, oh, that design there, that's Patrice. Uh, oh, that's Lee right there. Uh, and that's, there goes Litany. Uh, oh, she's unique in my image. Uh, and when we begin to realize the power that God gives us in our hands... Help me take my time this morning. When we begin to realize the power that is in our hands... And when we begin to understand that we're giving God what he's already given to us, we begin to break open heaven and say, God, I want access to the very heavens with my praise. And just in case you get confused, Lord, which I know you won't be confused, but just to identify this is litany. So I'm telling you, I love you, Jesus. And I'm telling you, I'll praise you today. And I'm checking in just in case somebody forgot you better lift up your hands. Just in case you forgot how to praise, you better clap your hands, oh ye people, and shout unto God with the voice of triumph. Because he did not forget about you. It is this God, it, it's mind blowing because even if you chose not to lift up your hands or to clap, it's okay because this is why he told the, the nature, he's told nature start singing. He said, mountains start praising. If, if he can't get a praise out of you, don't worry because the rocks will cry out. Uh, but I just came because I, I owe him something that he's already given to me. And I didn't wait to get to church to release this thing. I've been getting some practice in during a week and it just sounded like, thank you Jesus. Thank you Jesus. Thank you Jesus. Thank you Jesus. Hallelujah. And so as he reminds us 
that he's mindful of us. David said, what is man? You know, what is it about us that he's mindful of us? What is it about us uh, that you would even come visit us, that you would come sit on our road, that you would come and, and get in our houses and sit in our cars and meet us on our jobs? What is it about man? I, I can recall um, people, they'll, they'll forget you. I'm telling you, uh, uh, the scripture is real. You know, the Bible talked about uh, how can a woman forget her suckling child? Uh, honestly, my mom forgot me when I was a child. I was in elementary school and I was sleeping in our big blue Dodge van. And so I was, if you understand the van, it, it was way back in the back seat. You got two seats here. You got another seat. The seat in the back let down, you know, traveling and everything. So we were coming home one day and I fell asleep in the back of the car. And she thought she had lost me. You know, but we found all of this in hindsight now, not at the time, but in hindsight, she thought I was in the house. She was like, okay, everybody's in the house. Not knowing that I was still on the van soon, and he drives the van to Chicago. We live in Gary. That's about a 45, 30, 30, 45 minute drive. So he goes, he does not know I'm on the van. And so I'm just sleeping and sleeping and, and in Chicago. And now he's going to church for a Bible class. So he's gone through the whole Bible class. My mom calls my dad. And, you know, she's panicked because she's just like, I don't know where Litany is. Is she with you? So at this point, they're like, where, where is Litany? Like, where is this child? Where is our child? We know we, we, she was somewhere amongst us. We know, you know, she was around here. But then when my dad gets back on the van, thank the Lord that I did not get off the van, that I didn't wake up and start wandering the streets of Chicago, uh, that's something I give God thanks for. You know, somebody could have saw me in the van and came in the van. That's something... I look back and I give God thanks for it. But I imagine that when, um, you know, my dad saw me come up and walk to the front of the van, he was looking like, where you come from? <laughs> you know, where did you come from? And it relieved, though, it did relieve them of their ache and their initial panic because they realized that it was not something they had lost. It was someone and that someone was so valuable to them that they did not want to lose them. They, they, they realized they did, couldn't afford to lose them. And similarly, if we look back and go back to the beginning of time, we realize that Jesus, God, he sends his voice through the garden in the cool of the day and he's looking for Adam. Now, this is something different from my story that in, when God, when he saw, uh, when he was looking for Adam, it was not that he had lost Adam. It was not that he didn't know where he already was. It was that Adam had intentionally hid himself. And so when God called unto Adam, he says, where art thou? And he says, I hear from you because I was naked and afraid. And this caused the ache in God's soul. This caused the panic uh, in his spirit, but not to be afraid. 
afraid. It's just like, ah, my child, they're out of place. They're out of the presence of the Lord. They can't sing the same song that they were born with. They can't sing the same way they've been singing. Something has interfered with the frequency between heaven and earth that they can no longer have a connection and relationship. It seemed to be that we were hidden and smothered in sin. Ah, uh, we were smothered so uh, that our our soul, uh, the handprint of God on our soul uh, was tainted uh, by Satan's deception. And God said, Oh no, I've got to do something because they're living covered up in sin. They've living covered up, uh, and he says, something they have is mine, though. In Ezekiel, the 18th chapter, he says, the soul, he says, all souls belong to me. He says, every one of your souls belong to me. I don't care if it's a white soul, a black soul, a blue soul, a green soul. I don't care if you're this or that. It belongs to me. And he says, but I have no pleasure. He says, have I any pleasure that at all the wicked should die and not that he should return from his ways and live? The Lord says, I couldn't just sit by and watch my children's soul die and perish. I could not just allow you to stay hidden and lost and confused about you to die. But I gave David a song and that song said I shall not die but live and declare the works of the Lord. He says ah, that came out of a place of knowing that I deserve to die. That I deserve to be banished from the presence of the Lord. That I deserve my one way ticket into hell. But no amount of money could get me out. But then Jesus, God but God, but God, who is rich in mercy and for his great love wherewith he loved us, even when we were dead in sins, he quickened us together with Christ. And he came to redeem us, and he came with the blood, and he came, and he says, uh, Satan was like, no, they mine now. I've got them trapped in sin, but he says, no, no, look, look, look here. Uh, there's blood, and they belong to me. Look, look here. Take off the sin cover. Let's see what's under the cover. They belong to me. I take it off. I got blood to cover them now. Now there's grace and mercy that they can wear. Now they don't have to hide in their sin. And now I've redeemed their soul. So I don't know about you, but I choose now to thank God for the blood of Jesus Christ. And I choose now to thank God for the hope that is restored through a relationship in Christ Jesus. He's given us this access to life through Christ Jesus. And if everyone will, if you would take an inhale, an exhale, an inhale, an exhale. He says, I come that you might have life and that more abundantly. He says, and I tailor.
never made your mind. That's why I haven't forgotten about you. And I tailor made your soul. That's why I died for you. And I give you every inhale and every exhale. That's why you're still here. And I've given you this hope. I've given you this hope. Uh, because you need this hope to understand that the story is not over until God gets his glory and until God gets his praise. In Acts chapter 3, we find a story of one unnamed man who is identified by his condition. He's identified by his position. And he's also identified by his disposition. We learn that he is a certain man. The Bible does not give him, give his name. That he was lame from his mother's womb. He was carried and laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called beautiful. And he asked the people for arms to show him compassion, especially considering his state. This certain man does not realize that what he was about to get was an answer not only to his question, but an answer to his soul. On the outside, sometimes we can look at people and say, oh, this is a perfect charity case. But we do not know the true story that lies behind what we see on the outside. And they may be in their story and saying, this is Litany's story. Nobody really understand Litany's story. But when my story cross sections with your story, we can get a God story somehow. Because God intentionally puts us together. He intentionally starts placing people and things and aligning time and things to occur that we will then begin to see the manifestation of what he really wants to do in our lives. I know I may be preaching to somebody say, okay, preacher, where are we going with this? But I can just recall a time in my life as if, you know, I know the church, you know, I, I get it. Praise, yes, I thank the Lord, I praise the Lord. Yes, the band sounds good, but there comes a point in your life when you're saying, God, but it's not giving me the answer for my soul. I see the people walking to the church and I hear the church and they sound like the church uh, but I'll just ask for what I know I can get but they don't really understand what's in my soul and it's something about my soul that I, I got to understand that I don't even know what I'm trying to understand uh, but it takes God to send his word and it takes God to say but I got a plan it takes him to say for my thoughts are not your thoughts nor my ways your ways it takes him to say that I have not forgotten about you and then what looks like the end of your story becomes the beginning of, of your chapter it begins a new chapter for the Lord see the Bible says uh, it talks about the end of a thing being better than the beginning uh, because really even for God the end is his 
beginning. Your ear, but God says, no, it just begun. When we look at the ministry of Jesus, they ran out of wine. They thought it was over. But Jesus says, no, it's just the beginning. The beginning of miracles. When we go to Genesis 1 and 1 in the beginning, that's when God starts creating. So whether you get to your end, God says, I'm just starting to create. I'm just doing what I've already said I would do. But I had to wait for the time for the beginning. The time when you were just about to give up. He said, yep, it's about that time. The time you were just saying, oh, it's over with. No, no, no. It's about that time. Because I just need you to remember that Jesus did not forget. I need you to remember that in the beginning, which is my end, in the end of the year, which is about to be a beginning for you. He says, if the end started, I'm about to show you the word manifested in the flesh. Because in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. In the beginning, they declared this the year of God's accomplishment, and God said it, it's already done. But now there's something about hope. I thought hope just meant that you expect something. Ah, uh, but hope actually means that you wait. It means to wait. I said, wow, God. He took me to Jeremiah, and Jeremiah says this, I recall to my mind, therefore have I hope. And I looked up the word, and it says, therefore I have to wait. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Why do I get a new kindle in my spirit because I can wait. You better thank God that you've got time to breathe. You've got time to see what God says he's about to do in your life. You have time to see that God is at work. That his grace and his mercy is holding the pages of your life together. I know if you're like me, there were some pages you wanted to rip out. It's something you want to scratch out but God says uh uh I'm using that for the glory come on I'm using that too I know you didn't like that I did that but it's okay the story is not closed up yet you're still here you still are walking and you're still talking you're still breathing you're still living and it's not over yet cause this is just the beginning let's go to Acts chapter 2 and 3 in the book of Acts this is just the beginning of a spirit-filled church. And so now we see the story of Peter and John who have just enter into a new chapter in their lives and you could tell when people enter into a new chapter in their lives because it just starts glowing on them you're just like oh they must be in a new season god bless them ah uh, but it's one thing to get a divine impartation but it's another thing to have a divine transformation and transference and i just believe that as god if i know he's bless me. If you know God's blessed you, maybe your blessing will rub off on the person next to you. Maybe the blessing will just overflow. I just 
to believe. But in this case, it was not a maybe. It was for Peter and John to just remember that Jesus didn't forget. It was for Peter and John to remember uh, that God said some other things. The Lord spoke to us before he left. He says, I'm going to give you power. After that, the Holy Ghost came come upon you. And in my name, you shall cast out devils. And in my name you shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover and in my name they can, I can just imagine them going back and forth to church and saying oh God is moving in the church God is oh don't don't you just love Jesus I got the Holy Ghost and I, I, I can imagine it was a point as they were going into the temple that they realized ah, that there was more work to do ah, church there's more work to do oh God said it's not over because the church, uh, not the physical building, but the body. Uh, this word is for the body because uh, the body is the one that will reach the soul. Uh, the church building uh, is a representation and allows us to come together. Uh, but as these two men were walking, uh, they encountered another story. Uh, and this story became a sequel uh, to a God story that had already begun. Uh, and so here here we find two perspectives are starting to adjust. You have the body of Christ that is adjusting their perspective on how ministry occurs. Does it just occur in the church or does it occur wherever we go? Does it just occur when we're gathered and praying and praying and praying and believing or does it occur in operation of our faith to believe what God has said and has spoken? So as we see God moving in the text and moving and, and speaking they come and they remember oh we've got something we've got something we've got something and it's not just something for us to have it's something for us to give it's something for us to do and so when the man asks of them alms they say no we don't have that we don't have silver we don't have gold we don't have a prophetic message right now to get you this in 10 steps here and 10 steps there we can't sell you this blessing but what we do have is the character and the reputation of who Jesus is what we do have is the name of Jesus and in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth arise up and walk I believe they just didn't just say okay in the name of Jesus but the Bible says they looked at him and they said in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth arise up and walk the Bible said that they fixed their eyes on him and they said in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, arise up and walk. The Bible says that they had to stare in contest for a second. And it's saying, I see something in your soul. I see it's something more. I see that it's about to get uh, it's about to come up out of you. I see that God wanted me to stop by to tell you that he did not forget about you. He did not forget your name nor your address he knew they would keep carrying you to the gate he knew that they would keep carrying you till they could carry you no more he knew that you would be there at 
the gate. Uh, it wasn't just about you getting the miracle at the gate. No, no, no. That would have been good. Jesus did a lot of miracles. But this uh, miracle, uh, this miracle changed uh, the trajectory of the church. Uh, this miracle changed uh, the trajectory of this man's life. Uh, this blessing came, uh, and when this blessing came, uh, he got up, he stood leaping. Uh, he was like, oh my God, uh, what is happening to me? Uh, uh, he says, but it's something I've been hoping for. Uh, I've never experienced it, uh, but I know that the Bible talks about the goodness of the Lord. I know that the word, that the people who are going to that church, they must be praying for me. They must be interceding. Some people give me money, so they must be good people. Ah, There's something in your soul that God says, I'm here to answer today. He says, I want you to remember that when I bring you out, it wasn't because I couldn't do it then. It's just because the timing wasn't right there. I could have did it before I left. I could have did it before I went to the cross. You could have got your healing. You could have got your breakthrough. I could have did it then. But in God's timing, he specializes in doing what he does best. He comes through for us. He comes through right on time because he just did not want this man to stand up he wanted this man's praise <laughs> hallelujah he wanted this man's praise hallelujah he wants our praise because our praise will start changing things in the atmosphere our praise this man could have got up and walked and kept on going but this man got up and he said I gotta give God glory I gotta give God praise I can't stop praising his name I just can't stop it's something I know God did you may be hoping for something right now but just think about what he's already done and it'll start sparking you say I just can't stop praising his name I, I, I know I want to but I just can't stop I, I know you, you they keep telling us to clap our hands but I know it's more than a clap your hands it's a heart thing and this man gets so he gets so excited there's a sign and there's a wonder oh, but he says I just can't stop I feel something I've never felt before there's an answer in my soul that God has uh, he's given me and he's it's ministering to me and now the disciples they're seeing that this is what God wanted that it was not just about a, a, a good a good jump and a good shout and a good holler uh, it wasn't just about them going to going through the motions sometimes God will start breaking up your motions because your motions are affecting your emotions your motions are affecting the way you think about stuff you're like okay the church is good the church is blessed oh the blessing is in the church the blessing is in the church building okay but God says I want you to know I did not forget about you uh, you are attached to the body uh, but I need 
you to just remember I did not forget. I couldn't forget. And if you could help God not ever forget, I dare you to just give him some praise. I dare you to open up your mouth and say, thank you, Jesus. I dare you just to begin to lift up your voice because our praise, come on, somebody. Our Zion, tell God, I didn't forget. I did not forget you. Oh, Lord, I didn't forget the time when I was so low. But I'm here to say thank you, Jesus. I can't forget, Lord, that you brought me out of that last thing and you brought me here. I just want to say thank you, Jesus. I want to be like those who, who could go back and think about the goodness of the Lord. Stir up my remembrance on some things. I remember hallelujah I remember when we were in school and even getting off the bus stop I can just say thank you Jesus because there was a, a killing on the street and just right before the bus let us off we got off the bus and we saw body bags coming home from school hallelujah but I said thank you Jesus for the blood and I can remember some times in my life when my hair began to fall out at a young age and they didn't know what the diagnosis was and I just had to remember even now and say thank you Jesus because he's kept me and he's grown things back that weren't even there before when I think about the goodness but God opens up a space for you to accomplish his work I say thank you Jesus so I just want somebody God wasn't looking for another you you some some of us God has already blessed he's already done he says, I just need you to remember. I need you to remember that I didn't forget. He says, I need you to remember I didn't forget about your soul. I know you didn't ask to be born into that family you were being born into. I know you didn't expect the tragedy. I know, I know you didn't uh, want to deal with the accident and the loss. He says, but I did not forget. I, I just need to remember. I, I'm so glad even in looking at this man's story I see that God's hand began to move and that this man he was laid daily at this gate this man he was laid daily there but the thing about it is when you're at a place you begin to look like the place that you're at and so when God shows up though you have to realize it's time for you to open up yourself to him and just say yes Lord it's time for you to open up yourself to him and to begin to give him praise and to say thank you Jesus because the Bible says enter into his gates with thanksgiving and enter into his courts with praise to be thankful unto him and to bless his name the Bible tells us that we can come before his presence with singing that we can lift up our hands and to know Jesus see this man he knew about the money he knew his own condition but he didn't know Jesus ah, but when you begin to know who Jesus is you can say thank you Jesus thank you that you sent them by to let me know who you are to let me know that I'm not forgotten to let me know that I wasn't crazy when I dreamed about walking I wasn't crazy when I dreamed about this and when I dream I wasn't losing my mind when I saw myself healed from cancer 
Heal from disease. Heal from diabetes. Heal from whatever you're going through. I wasn't crazy when I was dreaming. Some of you have those testimony. It's going to usher in glory into the house of God. Your testimony and your praise is going to allow people to see God like never before. But God says, will you grab a hold to what I said and just get on up and walk it out. Get on up and shout it out. Get on up and leap it out. He said, you may not be able to talk to Pastor McKinney and tell him what the Lord did for you this week. But if you can get up in the morning and say, thank you, Jesus. I say hallelujah. If you could just go to bed at night and remember what God's done for you. I come to stir up your remembrance of what God is about to do. I come right now in the name of Jesus. Because when God comes in, the gates are open. Lift up your hands, oh ye gates, and be lifted up, ye everlasting doors. The King of Glory shall come in. Lift up your hands. Who wants to see the glory? Who wants to feel the glory? God is real. Hallelujah. I just believe that God is about to do miracles, signs, and wonders. I'm about to see something I've never seen. I'm about to experience Jesus did not forget. I dare you to open up your mouth. Open up your mouth. Open up your mouth. Open up your mouth. Don't let the devil keep you silent. Don't let the devil shut you up. No devil. I just can't stop. Praise in his name. I just can't stop. Praise in his name. I just won't stop. Praise in his name. Hallelujah, my God. The Bible says 
this Psalms 103. Bless the Lord, oh my soul. Hallelujah. Bless the Lord, oh my soul. And forget not all his benefits. Who forgiveth all thy iniquities. Who healeth all thy diseases. Who redeemeth thy life from destruction. Who crowneth thee with loving kindness and tender mercies. Who, who redeemeth your life. And he satisfies your mouth with good things. I just can't forget. I got to remember that Jesus didn't forget. Ah, that Jesus didn't forget about me. Hallelujah. Because my soul has a song. Because my soul has a song. Your soul, there's a soul out here today. Your soul has a song. It's not an R&B song. It's not a hip-hop song. It's not a blues song. It's a song for salvation. Like, I never heard this kind of beat before. I never heard this kind of song before. That's the Lord singing the song he put in you to sing back to him the song of thanksgiving, the song of praise, the song of worship. It was God's song that he, he gave. Hallelujah. As I was coming to church, the, the thought came, will your son, will your song become a committed life, a praise to God? Will what you've been expecting become, God, I can wait for it because I know you didn't forget. Lord, I'm believing you that I can get up right now give you my life because I believe you did not forget. Altar workers, I'm going to ask you all to come forth at this time. But as they come, I remember I was on the train with this lady. I remember the lady's name too. But we were talking and we were having this conversation and she says, I don't understand how you can praise God or how a good God will let you go through so much torture. She says, my daughter suffered leukemia. You know, I'm divorced. She says, she's going on and on about these different things in her life. And I told her, I'm actually on my way to my cousin's funeral. And I said, please. I said, he doesn't cause us to feel, he doesn't want us to be tortured. That's not his plan for us. That's not his will for us to feel tortured. It's not his purpose for us to feel tortured. But his will is that he will be glorified. He will be magnified in our lives. And as I began to talk, she, she began to feel, seemed to be more hopeful about, wow, she said, I just want to believe. I just want to believe. And God's extending his hand today, and he's saying, you can believe. You can. You yeah. can. He says, 
I didn't change my mind about you. I haven't counted you out. I said, we give God praise for what he's done. We give him praise for who he is. If he, I said, you can, he'll give us $5 a day. And if he doesn't give us $5 the next day, that doesn't change who he is and how you feel about us. That's right. We can still give him a thank you. We can still give him a, a bless you. There may be someone here today. You may be like that lame man. You may be that lame man. And you're saying, I, I do have a soul need. I have a soul need. I want everyone to close their eyes. If that is you today, and you want, you, you're like, I want to come down. I want to get prayer. I, I want to give my life to the Lord. I want to be baptized. I want to receive the Holy Ghost. I just, I want God to do it for me. I, I want you to raise your hand. 